now listening to the Black Variant. Black Variant on RNC Radio. Welcome, everybody, of course, to issue 185 of the Black Variant. Of course, you know, hearing my voice as haggard as it is, I am X the Exile, and I am joined by the guy of New York himself, 1017 Van Red, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yo, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? And we are here to give you the latest and greatest in comic book news, but before, but before we do that, and it's customary here on the Black Variant, we're going to bullshit just a little bit. So, Van, how you been, my brother? Yeah, I've been chilling, man. You know, uh, still adjusting to this whole New Year thing. Uh, Try to stay warm in these New York streets, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Reading a lot, reading a lot of books and shit. You know, to start the year. Same. Um, I read Kenobi, uh, which is a very uh, like a not is that a deep cut Legends book at this point? Yeah, it is Any? at this point. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, I read Kenobi. Uh, I read the I think volumes. 18 and 19 of Jujutsu Kaisen already. So shout out to Gay Gay. Um, what you been tapping into, man? I've been I've been chilling. I've been um trying to finish industry because I've been trying to finish industry for the last like six months, and I mm. just all watch one episode a month, and then I just forget about it. But yeah, I'm trying. To, I'm still trying to finish industry. Um, I need to tap in more on Netflix since we're gonna. I'm gonna. It's gonna be necessary now. Oh uh, shit! Yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> so I'm looking for shows on Netflix. If you guys got any good recommendations, I just watched the Power Rangers shit on there. That shit was actually pretty fire. Good seeing all my old niggas back together. RP uh, Tommy. RP Tommy, you know what I mean? Where's Kimberly? Where's Kimberly? But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. What about you? Uh of course, tap into the wire for shotgun confessions, as y'all know. Yeah. Um, we by the time y'all hear this, we will be two episodes into the new season. Uh shout out to Brother Nelson for being on this week. We got a lot of colonial history about Puerto Rico. <laughs> Absolutely. And we had to uh, we had to talk about the big elephant in the room in 2003, which is the invasion of Iraq. So a yeah. uh, big, massive episode this week. So make sure to tap into that as well on our Patreon. And of course, thank you to everybody supporting us on Patreon. If you don't support us on Patreon, you can start just as low as three dollars yeah. to hear Shotgun Confessions. Absolutely, I think. Yeah. Actually, said that back. It might be five five dollars no, to hear good, Shotgun Confessions. It's, it's right. Any Patreon can listen to Shotgun. Any exactly. Any tier can tap into Shotgun Confessions. Um, I so I I I don't know why, but every quarter I need new background noise for some strange reason. Right. Um, a couple like last I want to say last summer was Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, for some strange reason, I follow myself watching the Jamie Foxx show on oh, HBO classic, Max. Classic man. And I just want to say, Fancy is still fine yeah. to this day, to this and God moment. bless her. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've been watching the Jamie Foxx movie and, and tapping into my, my black history on HBO Max, which you can find hella black sitcoms on there. Yeah, all of them are there pretty much. Go tap into them joints, but what, what else you been into lately, man? Yo, so I don't know if you guys remember this, but I I told X on this very podcast that I've never heard a Nirvana song until the Batman came out. Right? Oh, shit. Let me tell you. Keep going. Let me tell you what I'm about to too. <laughs> so now, since the Batman's come out, I've become a massive... Massive Nirvana fan. Kurt Cobain, we miss you, my nigga. You know what I mean? Shout out to my son, Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. Real nigga. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I've, been, I've been listening to Mad Nirvana. Uh, 
just tapped in, bro. Like even just learning about like the band and shit like that. I'm really, I'm really tapped in. I'm not even a, really a rock nigga, but I fuck with Nirvana. My next uh, foray is gonna be Rage Against the Machine. So, yo, you are they, they are 100 up your alley. <laughs> Remember when we were talking to Banks? He was like radical white boy music. That's yeah. that's 100 what Rage Against the Machine is. All right, all right. And it so. makes me really confused when like Republicans are fans of them. Come like, do y'all do y'all hear the machine they're raging against my nigga? Like, yeah, I see them on um, I see they got banned from SNL, so that's always a good sign. <laughs> I ain't know that. But that's yeah. funny. That's <laughs> some crazy shit. They got bad. Oh, on topic of Nirvana though. Uh, so yeah, as y'all know now, I work at a library, uh, and we have a CD sale. Just regular ass. You could get whatever you want for like a dollar per CD, right? I was walking past shit today while I was uh, helping out with some shit, and I noticed an MTV Unplugged in New York CD. Ah, classic. On the goddamn stack, and I was like, hold on, let me let me look at it. My guy, I found Nirvana's MTV Unplugged in New York, some shit you can't even find on streaming anymore at my local library. And I bought that shit for a dollar. Um, so I now own this shit. And bro, I am so happy to found this shit, man. Classic, man. That's like, like when, when you think about MTV Unplugged, you think about that, you think about Lauren Hill, and you think about the Jay Z one. So that's one 100%. of the Holy, Holy, Holy Grail ones right there. Uh, I listen to the Jay Z unplugged version of Heart of the City regularly, purely because it's the only version out there that does not say the <laughs> the f homophobic slur. Yeah, <laughs> why he's saying that song? I don't know. That shit didn't need it, but yeah, sh- <laughs> shout out to the unplugged. But just I was because I interact with like the kids regularly. Besides my own niece now, I just be thinking like how much shit they miss out on. Just there's like small stuff like MTV unplugged. That would have been big back in the day, or some like as we like go through two thousand three and shit. The shocking confession, just the early two thousands. Like, I think about so much shit from my childhood. The kids today don't have like a comparable comparison to. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking right now on eBay. That Nevada CD is going for one hundred fifty dollars. So get the fuck out of yeah, here. So you got a good catch. I'll screenshot. I'll send it to you now. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So shout out to Nevada, man. Shout out to Nirvana, shout out to Kirk Cobain, shout out to Matt Reeves as he prepares the Batman part two. Um, oh, also quick, RIP to Robert Chu. Um, his, the anniversary of his passing was last week, and I forgot to say something. Um, yeah. But Robert Chu was Proposition Joe in The Wire. Um, yeah. and, he, and he, what a lot of people don't know is something I learned from reading All the Pieces Matter, is he was like, um, he was like an acting coach on set for them. And he basically guided the kids through season four. Like without him. Wow. That shit wouldn't have got made. Like he was very into it to the show, like in the actual lore and shit. But like backstage, he was very, very important. So R.I.P. Robert Chu, man. Absolutely. Um, should we talk about the whole Netflix WWE bomb that dropped at goddamn six o'clock this morning, yeah, or five o'clock, or seven o'clock for you? We can um, talk about it. How do you feel about it? How do I hold on? Let me give people context real quick. So this mm-hmm. morning, um, it was announced. That WWE reached a deal with Netflix for it's not even Monday Night Raw in the, in the press release Raw um, for a ten year five billion dollar deal, um, and they have an option for another ten years allegedly in an opt out clause clause after five, right? But with all that being said, uh, first of all, that's a lot of fucking money. Um, yeah. Secondly. I gotta get ne- I gotta get my own Netflix account now. Yeah, pretty much. Like, cause you know how Netflix they've been cracking down. They had like uh, thirteen million uh, new new accounts just because they've been cracking out on on people and stuff, man. Don't you hate it when capitalism wins? I hate it. <laughs> it burns me at night. I look at my ceiling at night, I'm like, ah, oh, 
I just mad. I can't take him down. Just yelling like Skeletor at the ceiling. <laughs> exactly. Um, how do you feel about it, though? Um, I think... Like, as a wrestling fan. As a wrestling fan, I, I think it's kind of weak. You know what I mean? I think it um, it, it makes the barrier for entry for new fans, like young kids, a lot higher. Mm-hmm. Especially with um all the streaming stuff taking over, you know. A lot of with the streaming thing started, it was uh it was cool because it was really no competition because it was like ten ten dollars you can watch whatever you want you know what I mean so it kind of like everybody could buy everything it was, mm-hmm. like, it was cool but as the price increased people are gonna have to start making choices on which subscriptions they have and you know Netflix is the most expensive one so I can see a lot of people cutting that and young kids won't be able to just to turn on their TV and watch wrestling, which I think kind of stinks. At least Monday Night Raw. Because that's where all the shit happens. Like, SmackDown is cool, but, like, mm-hmm. after after a PLE, you want to watch a Raw, you know what I mean? Raw, so, yeah. Raw has, like, basically the entire history post-Hulk Hogan, or, like, best yeah. like post, like, um the late 80s, basically, where Hogan slammed Andre, and um I guess, I don't even... If Raw's 30 years old, off the top of my head, that means they came Raw came out a little bit, maybe a year or two after Hogan beat Yokozuna, maybe in '91. Yeah. yeah, around then. Yeah, pretty much. If well, basically, if Bret Hart wins the title and up is is Monday Night Raw, you know, yeah, you know the history on there. But just think about all the moments you've seen on Monday Night Raw as a kid, just flicking the channel, turning on, you know. So the barrier for entry is way higher, which I think is going to hurt like the next generation of fans. But also, it's like, bruh. It's just another way we got another thing we got to pay for to watch wrestling. It's just, yeah, it's the game. Like on the point you made about the barrier of entry being higher now, dog. Like I think about if you ask basically anybody in your life who's a wrestling fan, right? Whether it be me, you, Mills, Justin, um, the little homie who don't talk about it at his local school type shit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We damn near all have the same story of how we got into this shit. One day we were slipping to the channels and saw some niggas get DDT. It was like I'm hooked. That, day, yeah. that 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 was that's literally the entire story for so many people. Like me and Tim tell the exact same story about how we got into wrestling. Only thing might be different is I'll be like, oh, yeah, my daddy bought a VHS tape because he could afford VHS tapes yeah. at that time. You know what I mean? But like the same, we have we all have the same story. And to your point, if wrestling's only on cable half the week now, or I guess fifty percent less now, or shit. 60% less now because Raw is three hours and we know what the fuck is. SmackDown is getting, um, getting longer. But they now have 60% less of a chance to get into wrestling now. I think that's kind of whack to your point. Um, I know NXT is still on and whatnot, but it's not saying it's not the same like the, the shit on the brand. I like that because y'all know how much I love NXT. But it's it's not the same. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like NXT is going to be on CW starting in, I think, either later 2024 or in 2025 but nxt is going to be on the cw um which is good which is like it's a i think it's a broadcast tv channel right if i'm not yeah. mistaken anybody can have everybody has channel 11 yeah so that will help people get into it from a development perspective which i think is cool and i think smackdown's on the is going to be on usa so it's still going to be on the same channel but like the flagship show is not going to be locked behind a paywall like the show with all the history the show that's been around for everything. The show that that has lived through literally Bret Hart to Cena to Gunther to Seth Rollins. Like the show that basically encapsulates what is pro wrestling and WWE is now going to be locked time potentially at least $13 a month paywall. Yeah, and it's probably going to be more because you don't, out of all the streaming services, Netflix is the one that's always increasing the prices or finding new ways to 
charge uh, people. So like, Yo. them having to pay five. First of all, I don't think Netflix has five billion dollars to give anybody, right? So like, <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. This is ghost money, right? <laughs> and I don't even know if you know like the um the Netflix kind of like uh company like the model of how they run their company, but like they're always in the red. Like, yeah, they're always in the red, and they always find a way to re-up with, you know, newer newer shows and stuff like that, but... Get a new credit billion, line, something, whatever. Yeah, so, like, $5 billion is ridiculous, and how they're they gonna have to get that money some way, so how? Like, Mills joked, Mills joked around this morning, and he said, Netflix is gonna be, like, $35 before you know it a month, but Shit. I can really see that happening. Shit, um, it came out today, I think, that Netflix is getting rid of the the ad-included tier that yeah. they added, I wanna say, just either last year or the year before. Um... When basically when this shit comes into effect or comes or actually later this month to be more exact, um, and if you are if you are removing some shit, you just add it. Like it ain't been a whole calendar year since I got announced. Um, because if I if I remember the shit correctly, and free to do a Google and tell me I'm wrong, and either our Discord or on the Twitter timeline. Um, but I want to say it was added around the same time the uh, the no account sharing thing got implemented. And that mm-hmm. was last summer, right? Yeah. That was not even a year ago. It was not even a whole fucking year. It's been nine months. They're already doing away with it. And that's, like we said, like I said, at least $13 because that tier I was talking about is 12 Yeah. And it's going to go up even more, you know, with, um as more and more things go on streaming, you know. You gotta add screens because everybody's gonna be watching something that you can't only watch but one screen at the same time in yo, a household. So yo, it's it's insane, but also uh like how can I say this? It's at the point where they damn near have quarterly price increases. Like yeah. Netflix, I want to say Netflix was the basic tier was like eight dollars for at least shit until I went to college. Yeah. Like I remember, I uh, shit Daredevil was coming on Netflix, and that was 2013. That's when it was like twelve dollars, thirteen dollars max type shit, you know? Y- yeah, and it's now that it is now thirteen dollars for the basic tier, not for the ad free, not for the 4K, not for. I'm not even sure they put subtitles behind the show. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. <laughs> That's next. Um, but that was for the basic unlimited tier, and goddamn, a decade later, it, that is, you don't even get to have as much of that shit no more. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, but you know, I also get it. WWE man, get your paper. Yeah, and also like they've always been ahead of the game with shit because things like this, right? Um, the the deal they signed today for five billion dollars, or the deal they got announced today for five billion dollars, is rough is worth roughly I want to say seven hundred and fifty to eight hundred million dollars a year per year, right? Mm-hmm. The the TV deal WWE got right before the network came out. Was about seven hundred and fifty million dollars total. Total, the whole period. Oh yeah, for both Raw and SmackDown. It's insane. And it's insane. And then what happened after that? Vince McMahon made his own streaming service. Yeah. A decade later, Vince McMahon has got like four or five times the money for his shows. But more importantly, he is selling his shit back to Netflix yeah. after having his own streaming service. You want to know why? Because WWE learned. That shit costs a lot of money to host servers. Oh yeah, imagine how much they're gonna increase now, too. Like, um, I always say the fate of cable TV as we know it really rests in the hands of the NFL. If the NFL goes to like Amazon or something like that, I think cable cable's cooked. That would be I the think, nail in the coffin. 
I think because there was a lot of there was a lot of rumors that WWE were going to go to WBD, and basically the biggest determining factor to that deal was if basically if WBD held on to the N- NBA rights. Mm-hmm. Um, to exactly your point, if if live sports leave streaming or leave broadcast or cable television, period. Um, that's the yeah, that's the last boy for TV, yeah. um, or for cable TV because keep it real with you, USA Network has been struggling to replace its slate of shows it had a decade ago. I'm talking about uh, the burn notice, the psych, the suits, Monk. Monk. It's been struggling to replace that, and it's been boying itself with hockey in the WWE. Hockey went to Turner about three or four years ago now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now all they had was WWE, and now they all only have one WWE show. They had three of them joints, I want to say five or six years ago. Damn. Not even, like, <laughs> like a few years ago, bro. Remember it was NXT was on there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, for TNT, TNT doesn't do scripted TV no more, man. They canceled all that shit. Zaslav canceled all, all that shit. shit. Um, So goddamn, if... If the NBA leaves TNT, TNT might be a part of history. Yeah. T- we'll remember you. <laughs> TNT might fuck around and end up being like Toon Disney, dog. Like, yeah. Yeah. this shit is, this shit is insane. We are in extremely unprecedented times when it comes to media. I'm not even talking about, like, I hate to get in my, in my deep political back here. No, do your thing, bro. But, like, we are in a really unprecedented time with media, period. I'm not talking about the press. I'm not talking about TV. I'm not talking about movies. I'm talking about period. All that shit encompassing. Just today, just goddamn today, the LA Times laid off 20% of its fucking staff. Yeah. The LA Times, yo. Con- I think uh, Condé Nast or Condé Nast uh, laid off, I want to say, at least 11% of their staff today, too. Yeah, now they're on strike. Not and, on now, on and, strike. Now, and now they're on goddamn strike. Like, across the board, media is under threat right now, man. And Yo, if the next election swings the wrong way, we are in a really bad predicament. Yeah, I mean, I, like I always say, you know, when when niggas niggas say money over everything, money can't be over everything. It can't because that'll mean there'll be nothing to spend money on. Like, you know what I mean? There'll be no way to make money if it's money over everything. We're still dealing with humans and you know some type of journalistic integrity and shit like that, man. It still matters. The one thing Horizon Zero Dawn taught us, right? Was if the rich people win, literally all there will left be left on the planet is money. Yeah, there won't there won't be humanity. There won't be animals. There will be money. Yeah, that's it. Money for the sake of money. That's for the sake of having it. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, we gotta protect these entities, man. That's why I always say, you know, buy physical media, get a library card, niggas. Um, you know, you know, oh, you know, you guys know all this shit. Support your local bookstores, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, man. Support local businesses, man. Stop buying from chains if you if you can. You know, on certain things, and you know, that's all we can really do. You know, and buy and buy. Uh, pay for journalism too. You know, absolutely. I, mean? I always try to encourage people, like, uh, if you can get a subscription on something, and it's not too much for you, do it, man. Support the writers. Support what? you know people who create that kind of stuff. I I implore you not to do the New York Times, but like. That's it's They're something assholes. as yeah, absolutely. It's something as small as like subscribing to your favorite writer Substack, like yeah, Substack, Medium, you know. Like, come on, man. Like, we all have Twitter. We all know we have like particular journals we follow for real fucking news type shit. They all have Substacks, yo. Know? Subscribe to that shit. Yeah, 
Um, one I'll give a shout out to right now, who's a football journalist, Grace Roberson. She's a trans um, journalist in the UK. Like her, she awesome. does, you know, she does great analytical yeah. work, and she will in with no problem she will take down a player like Jordan Henderson. For those of you who don't know who Jordan Henderson is, he <laughs> was birthday. he was the captain of Liverpool, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was the captain of Liverpool. Had won Premier League titles. Had done all the big shit you had you could do in Europe, right? Yeah. His ass went to Saudi Arabia after being the most out vocal, like vocal supporter for the for the gay community in Europe. And then six months later, his ass decided he don't want that Saudi shit no more, and brought his bad ass back to Netherlands. And everyone's just going after this nigga ain't do that shit. And the only writer I really, or two writers I've seen take him to task is Grace Roberson and Adam Crafton of The Athletic. Shout out to Adam Crafton as well. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So support journalism, support media. Um, go to your local record shop, go to your bookstore, go to your library, all that shit, man, because this shit's important. And we got to preserve something for the kids, man. Yeah, and we appreciate you guys supporting platforms like this, you know, um, so we can, you know, express what we what we need to do too, man. It's, it really means the world to me. Honestly. It really, it really does, especially in a time where shit, people have less resources as it is. So we really do appreciate y'all, man. And if all that fails, there the internet archive will hold us down. Shout yeah. out to them. Yeah, great. One of the greatest well tools we have out there, man. I'm so I had I had to explain to a white coworker what it was, and I used the example of Dat Piff uh, uploading their entire archive. I'm like, so there's like just a thousand Gucci Mane mixtapes yeah. on the internet archive now. So shout out to them. Um, you ready to get into the show this week? Yeah, let's jump in. All right, so let's hop into Dead Shot real quick. Um, first thing first, Ironheart. Yes, the Ironheart show we forgot was happening has completed filming. Per Dominique Thorne, who was playing Riri Williams, we saw her in Wakanda Forever. Then, how do you feel about this? No, I'm super excited about this. Everybody knows I'm a big Riri Williams, Ironheart fan. And the fact that they're actually making a show is crazy to me because I, I legit remember buying her first comic that she was in many years ago. Uh, so, I would yeah. lo- I would also like to say you were one of the only people on the timeline begging for her when she actually debuted. Mm-hmm. So you deserve mm-hmm. this shit. Yeah, man. I- I'm just happy she's in it. Um, the show sounds like it's going to be good. It sounds like it's going to be interesting. Um it's a lot of moving pieces in it, and I, I can't wait for to see her in the Armor Wars as well. Um, I'm not trying to defend the show, but the I think they showed set pics of the hood. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And folks is like, my dog, he's just wearing a hooded cape and a suit. And I was like, yeah, dog, that's a kind of accurate suit for the hood. What's the problem here? Yeah, and also, the, <laughs> you know, the show description described him as a cultist, so it's going to lead to some uh, Deeker Dopper literal criminal links you know? yeah some some real brother blood shit if y'all watch yeah, titan season four exactly. so make sure to tap in speaking some brother blood shit the batman part two is set to start filming in august then as as something who was has something in the way playing yeah. in the background as we or speak <laughs> how are you feeling about this no i'm excited for this uh i know this movie is going to be a process like the first one took a long time to film but you know part of that was due to covid but i feel like you know is. It should be done filming, I would say, early next year. So I'm thinking maybe Halloween 2025, we have a we have the next Batman movie. How I think either Halloween 2025 or like early 2026, yeah. we're getting a Batman movie. Um, yeah. Low key, if they dropped it like right after Christmas, like um, when the fuck did Avatar drop? The Way of Water. Um, shit, was that last year or the year before? I think it was two years ago now. Yeah, two. Damn, I feel old. Um, it was goddamn 
December 16, 2022, right? Yeah, right. Week before Christmas. Perfect timing, actually. Shit. If they could, if they could drop around Christmas 2025, that might be that they have the whole year on lock. They'd be printing money if they do that. Because think of it like this, right? They have Superman Superman Legacy will be dropping that June. Mm-hmm. Um, so if Superman rules the summer, and let me look up the Marvel calendar for twenty twenty five. That's a good way to get synergy right there, you know. And yeah, like let me make sure I got this right for y'all because I don't want to cap right quick. So for twenty twenty five, Marvel's calendar as of right now is somewhere in the first quarter of twenty twenty five is Daredevil Born again, right? Mm-hmm. Second, like late first quarter, Captain America four, right? In May, you might get the Fantastic Four movie. And in June and July, you will be getting No Way Home. Sorry, Spider-Man 4. I apologize. Empress, you've always been right. Um, <laughs> and you might be getting Thunderbolts that same summer as well. In addition to, if shit stays, Blade and Ironheart in the fall. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, no disrespect to nobody involved except Spider-Man. No, Spider-Man might be the only one who's the exception to this. What if Superman Legacy? I'm gonna make sure I get the release date right. Isn't it May something? July 11th. July 11th. Okay. So that means if Superman Legacy is July 11th, Spider-Man 4 will hypothetically be dropping a couple weeks before then. That means in one summer, boy. (laughs) You found summer? Oh man. Yo, I'm keeping. I'm gonna keep a hundred thousand real with you, right? If you drop Fantastic Four and Spider Man back to back months, one cannibalizes the other. It doesn't boost both of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you if you give Fantastic Four a month to cook, and then drop Spider Man, Spider Man's going to take all the second month revenue you would get for that shit. Or at least at least make a sizable dent. You know what I mean? Exactly. It would be like dropping um, Far From Home right after Endgame. Yeah, <laughs> like they, they let that shit breathe for a couple months, then dropped. Yeah. Um, no way home after they had already concluded the original run, right? Absolutely. Um, if you get if you get Spider Man, might cannibalize basically cannibalize Fantastic Four, Superman might fuck around the cannibal. Like once again, the first Superman solo in over a decade might cannibalize Spider Man Four, rule the summer, and then come fall. Batman is going to compete against Ironheart and Blade. No disrespect right. to Mahershala Ali, but he's getting DDT. <laughs> I think they're gonna spread it out. I think movies don't really uh step on each other's toes anymore. They like they kind of it's never like two movies are coming out same weekend. What are you gonna see? It's always like, all right, we're gonna give them this is your month, this is your few weeks, you know. Hopefully that happens to that happens here. So I wanna I wanna counter your point with this, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think the Flash would have made more money if Spider Verse was not actively in theaters? Yes. So yeah, yeah, you got a point there. Another yeah, question for there. you, right? Do you think Flash would have made more money if Spider Verse and Ninja Turtles were not actively in theaters? <laughs> definitely, definitely would have made a few more bucks. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm saying, like, if you have multiple big characters, like, I'm not saying like Ant Man, right? But if you have <laughs> multiple big characters, Mount, <laughs> <laughs> Mount Rushmore level characters, you feel me? Like mm-hmm. one one of them's gonna have to come up off that spot. Yeah, somebody gonna have to move. They playing chicken. Yeah, so we're gonna see. Speaking of we gonna see 
I think Echo has officially won the LiPo game. Um, Echo's success allegedly, on De- or not even allegedly confirmed now, Echo's success on Disney Plus has led to an overall bump in viewership for all seasons of Daredevil, all both seasons of Punisher, and Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the effect is felt. You know what I mean? I, I feel like a lot of people, I'll say, like, there's some people out there I feel like they haven't seen the Disney, I mean, the Daredevil show. You know what I mean? And they also they want the backstory on the Kingpin, so it only makes sense. It really does make sense, but also I think it really shows how I hate to compliment Kevin Feige, but it shows how smart he was to to heed our advice. What we say like two months ago, Kevin Feige f- can fix the MCU. All he has to do is take a step back, yeah, and not make more work for himself. <laughs> work smarter, not harder, brother. Exactly, and the work smarter, working smarter in this particular situation. Was accepting the Netflix canon, yeah, accepting it as canon and making sure you don't have to write your own goddamn canon, dog. <laughs> Except the L you're taking, exactly. Um, so I will say this is a smart move on Kevin Feige. Let's see continue how it continues to play out, especially while we talk about Daredevil later. Um, with two very special guests from the Barber's Chair, y'all can probably guess who they are, but you will be hearing that part later as the main event of our show. Um, next thing in Dead Shots. Invincible going the Attack on Titan route. Right, um, they had an announcement for a release date um, and then put a, t- a teaser with it. Invincible Season 2, Part 2, premieres on March 14th. Part 1 was four episodes. Yeah. I'm guessing this next part is going to be another four. Um, I don't... i I be honest. I really don't get why they're dragging their feet with this. You know what I mean? Um, maybe... There was some type of issue with the boys, and it was like, all right, we're gonna wait a little bit. Maybe we need buy more time until the boys drops. Um, but I don't know. It's it's very weird. I've never. It's kind of unprecedented. This some this some anime shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, especially because like the animation is not great for the show. Yeah. Like, so it's like, what the fuck? I might even say that to be mean, but like, it's not. I, we don't understand why it's taking so long. Um, I want to see. Cause I remember they said. I want to say maybe six or seven months ago that they said that the the voice work for season two has been done. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, they said they said they been confirmed. They said they started working on season three months ago. So if the voice work is done, it seems the only thing that's playing catch up is the animation, which means they're tr- they're trying their best to churn out this is very extremely shitty animation, and I. I'm at a point where I'm like, yo, bro, hey, man, we need to start asking how the fuck you make you spending this much time on this Reggie. Yeah, I, I once again, I, I really don't get the hold up of it all. Uh, it really don't make sense to me. It's kind of annoying, you know what I mean? It it really is. It's hard. It makes it hard to like sustain momentum for the show. Yeah, I, I feel like people were really buzzing going into it, but now they're kind of like, okay, it's coming back, but it's like, uh, it's not the same as uh, when it first dropped. You know. Absolutely, that's that's something I wanted to. I I noticed as well. Like, basically, when Invincible first dropped, nobody was going outside, so it was it wasn't appointment viewing. But when everybody started watching together, basically, everyone was like, "Oh, goddamn, this shit is this shit is great." Mm-hmm. Now that we're back in the era where we have options to watch shit, um, it seemed like not that many people was tweeting about Invincible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like for like, God bless, not throwing shots to Farron, but got shout out to Farron. But like Farron used to text me about Invincible all the goddamn time, right? 
I have got a single text from Farron about Invincible this season. <laughs> right, right. Not a single one. Mark has gotten his ass whooped at least twice, and I ain't get a single text about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that really has happened on the show is he, you know, he got reunited with his father. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they and they and they jump somebody together. Like yeah, besides yeah. that, nothing else happened. Yeah. Um, finishing up for dead shots this week. Sebastian Stan has confirmed. Bucky Barnes himself has confirmed that the Thunderbolts is going to start filming in basically a month or so. Verbatim. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I think like I just I read it off. Thunderbolts supposed to come out basically next summer, um, or the summer after next, rather. Um. I think they should try to they should try to expedite this movie. Um I mean I'm sure they want to. Um I'm not really too excited for this movie. I really don't care about Harrison Ford and being in it. I'm not a big Harrison Ford guy, to be honest with you. Me neither. But so but whatever, you know, Red Hulk, people are gonna get excited for that. But I don't know. I don't know. I think I think him and Florence are big enough stars. Him and Sebastian Stan are big enough stars. Mm-hmm. The, um, the carrier movie, but we'll see how it comes out. Let's see if people really care about the Thunderbolts, you know? I So, I only think they should expedite this movie purely because if it's if it's basically some espionage type shit until Century and Red Hulk pull up, that means the bulk of the CGI budget doesn't need to be used until the third act. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you can make the first two acts of this movie relatively grounded because you just got a bunch of super soldiers on the team, you ain't got to really, it's not a lot of stuff you need to add in post, if that makes sense. But also, I think we totally Eurocept the elephant in the room. They don't have a century, you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> Going into shit. a month into filming. So, um, it's probably scrambling right now, trying to find somebody. I want to say I saw a report, I want to say it might it was maybe Daniel RPK, but I swear to god, I'm not making this up. Do you remember Kat's boyfriend from season one of Euphoria? Yeah, he was. He was. He, they asked him to be Century, and, and he said, "Nah." Yeah, according yeah. to Daniel RPK, the boy said no. Um, King. So, yo, what if they can't find a Century? <laughs> I'm sure they're gonna find somebody, but it it might not be. Uh, obviously, it's not who they wanted initially to play him. Uh, we gonna we gonna see what happens with uh, Stephen Yoon and his MCU future, but. Until then, let's get into something a little bit more imminent. Van, did you see the trailer for Netflix's live-action Avatar The Last Airbender series? I have. I have. How do you feel about it? Um, It looks grand. It looks like the scale. <laughs> you know what I mean? It looks like larger scale. Mm-hmm. You can tell like it's, it's some care put behind it. I think the actual bending looks all right. You know what I mean? It doesn't look too bad. Um. But after the initial Avatar thing, the movie, I, they got to just show it to me, bro. <laughs> because, like, that one was so bad and I was so hyped going into it that, like, I can't allow my hopes to get crushed again. So I'm, I, I'm really just waiting to see him with that. So I I watched the trailer and I don't think none of it looks bad. I don't think it looks cheap. I don't look like think it looks trash and like that. But, like, how can I put it? After, like, the... F- the third scene, I'm like, all right, bro, these these green screens are getting a bit more egregious <laughs> as this trailer goes on. Um, I thought the bending looked fine, but like I'm sitting there watching it thinking, like, this looks great and all, but like, you know what would make this really better? In animation. Yeah. Like Absolutely. I I think the avatar creators or the avatar showrunners who were on this shit might have had a point to walk away. Um because I th- they might have come to the same realization as like a lot of people on the timeline is 
which is basically what the fuck are we creating this in live action for? <laughs> You're never gonna top the superior version. You're already working uphill because the, the animated version is such a superior thing, you know. Yo, it's not even it's like people talk about the avatar cartoon like it's God, yo. Yeah, like it's live action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about the animated shit like it's live action, bro. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I, I think like all the actors look fine. I think they actually look pretty accurate and you know respectful, not like the the movie you talked about a little bit earlier. Um, but I'm just sitting there watching this man. Like, what the fuck are we doing here, man? Like, wh- what is the necessity for this show? Yeah, I mean it's, it's a big cash grab. I I know it was expensive to shoot. Like, I just I look at it. I'm like, yeah, that cost some a uh, pretty penny. And, you know, Netflix needs every dime these days. Yeah, like, Netflix got a choice well. between uh, Monday Night Raw and <laughs> Goddamn Avatar. I think they're going to make a real, a real quick decision. Cuts got to be made. But, uh, no, we'll see, man. We'll see how it comes. Out. It turns out. Speaking of some shit, we'll see that turns out. We got a trailer for the final season of Star Wars The Bad Batch today. Um, Did you see the trailer there? I did. I did. How um, do you? It's Go ahead. all right. It's all right. Uh, I, I'll be honest. One season of Bad Batch would have been cool with me, uh, but you know I'm always happy to see my boy Rex and all of that. You know, mm-hmm. those the guys. Oh, um, so like throughout the trailer, uh, it's basically like you know our backs against the wall type shit. We're down a man and we got to go rescue a kid. Um, it was like the Star Wars version of um, I got a half tank of gas. Oh, like the speech from uh, Blues Brothers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you get you see this mysterious soldier whose helmet looks resembling to Tex in the trailer. Um, you see Omega and uh, what's my man's name? The sniper dickhead, the one who betrayed the gang. Oh shit! What's not Hunter? Um, not Hunter. Hunter's the main character. Yeah, main one. I forgot his name. It was Crosshairs. There we go. Oh, um, oh yeah, Crosshairs. Yeah. So you see Omega and Crosshair locked up together. Um, but more importantly, more importantly than all that shit, right? You see motherfucking Asajj Ventress with a bay egg. Yo, chilling, looking ready, ready for war with a yellow lightsaber. Yeah, on her gray Jedi shit. <laughs> I respect it. That was cool. That was cool. It was good to see you. So I want to ask you a question, right? Mm-hmm. For those of you who are like, did not keep up with Asajj after Clone Wars, right? Or Ventress, rather. Um, she basically died in Star Wars canon before the Clone Wars ended, right? Um, if you remember, uh, Quinlan Voss, like, uh, the very woodsy motherfucker that, uh, Obi-Wan teamed up with in Clone Wars to fight Cad Bane once. Yeah. Um, and he was also name dropped in Obi-Wan as well, or Kenobi, the miniseries on Disney Plus. Um, She's supposed to be dead, and that was she's supposed to basically die to further that man's story, which I think is whack. Um, but how is she if if Dave Filoni's respectful respectful of Star Wars canon like we know him to be, how the fuck is she alive? Yeah, like is it, is it gonna be some type of workaround or some type of oh you thought I was dead kind of thing? I don't I don't know. I so I'm trying to sit here and wonder because like dog Dooku killed her, like. That's something hard, like that's something that was written within basically since Clone Wars got canceled the last time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before uh, Disney Plus took it over, like, how is she alive, and how are they going to make it fit into canon? Yeah, like how's it going to work? 
and shit, we might fuck around. She might not be dead. Period. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, that's basically all my interest in Bad Batch. I'm, I'm not gonna hold y'all. I'm not gonna try to front on y'all with this one. Um, we're here for Smallville to watch this week, my brother. Yeah, let's jump in, bro. All right, so James Gunn confirmed something recently that might be a small detail to y'all, but when the conversation happens later about Daredevil, you will see why things like this are very important. But James Gunn confirmed that Henry Braham, uh, Braham, yeah, will be serving as the cinematographer as su- for Superman Legacy. This man also served as his cinematographer Guardians of the Galaxy Two, which we don't, which we don't acknowledge at all, but we do acknowledge Guardians Three. Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, by the way, and at least the first two acts of The Flash. Van, how are you feeling about this? Um, It kind of gives me an idea what the color palette for the movie is going to be. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be as muted as I kind of would want it, like a, like a Man of Steel kind of thing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's going to be very, it's very vibrant, very colorful. Bright. Bright, like a, a bright movie. Um. So yeah, all that falls in line with James Gunn and what he wants to do because he's he's directing this too, right? Yep. Yeah, so that makes sense. Try to play us to the left like we didn't wasn't gonna figure it out or some shit. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. You, can um, fool them, you can fool them. Uh, um, James Gunn also provided one other update as well. Um, he took a picture from Norway, recording showing a picture of him recording the Aurora Borealis, um, and coincidentally, one of his other production crew members. Also took a picture of the Aurora Borealis. Yes, the Northern Lights I'm talking about. Nice. Um, to serve in the streets are saying to serve as background as a comic accurate Fortress of Solitude. As our re- as our resident Kryptonian uh, specialist here on the Black Marion Van, how are you feeling about this development? I, I like it, man. You know. Niggas don't be respecting the fortress. The fort they treat the fortress like a, a GTA save. You know, you just step in, save, and just walk out. Like a band dog. Yeah, like <laughs> like it's a trap house. Like niggas, like niggas, the fortress is a very pivotal piece of Superman lore that he uh he really goes into. Did we even see the fortress in Batman vs Superman? We saw actually no, I don't think we did. I don't think we did. I know they alluded to him going to the fortress or whatever. When um you know when um what's his name took his mama when Lex took his mama but they we I don't think we actually seen it so yeah I forgot Lex kidnapped his mama um yeah I I think this will be really cool and it will be something that distinguishes this Superman from any others I will say bro James Gunn is trying with this shit um we can't ever say this man did not is half assing this movie um <laughs> because he knows if this if this movie bombs. He ain't getting to do the rest of his job. Yeah. Um. So shout out to James Gunn for for putting the work in. Uh, you went to get in this week in comics. Yeah, yeah. Let's jump in, man. What you been tapping into, man? I got something. I, I got a new comic that I think you guys are gonna like. Um, it kind of flew underneath the radar for me, but I I picked it up finally. Uh, Avengers Twilight. Um, hmm. Avengers Twilight is uh this is um about an older uh version of the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's basically some shit happened in the Marvel universe. Superheroes are older. Luke Cage is old. Captain America super fucking old. Uh, some <laughs> an event happened where the Avengers, uh, a lot of people got killed. Heroes this is by Chip Darsky, right? I believe so. It feels like his writing. Um, if not him, somebody else of equal stature in the comic game. Um, because like the writing is very good. But basically, something happens. 
heroes got blamed, heroism got outlawed. <laughs> the fucking U.S. government takes super soldier serum out of Captain America's body and said, live now, nigga. Be normal. Um, so the story is about Captain America getting the super soldier serum back again and having to put together a new version of the Avengers in this current timeline. Um, you and, like, Tony- and Spider-Man is like dead in this timeline, right? Yeah, a lot of heroes are dead. Heroes are way older. Um, Iron Man's son is Iron Man at this point. Um, he's a fucking asshole, as you can imagine, the child of Tony Stark being. Um, I love you, 3000. <laughs> yeah, type shit, you know. <laughs> well, he's like a badass. He got tattoos. He's like in the rock music shit. It's cool. But nah, I think it's a very it's a very good book. Um, something that I want to you know continue to pay attention to going forward. It It's... From what you're describing, it reminds me a little bit of Justice League Last Ride, which was yes. also written by Chip Darsky. Yeah. Um, which is basically a story in which a, a, a Justice League mission, like one time the Earth was under attack and one of them niggas died uh, defending it that time. Um, and basically the group disbanded and Superman and Batman had beef with each other for the rest of forever about that shit. Yes. This sounds horribly similar. Um, the same way Injustice and, and like... Um, the same way Injustice inspired Dark Ages. I feel like the same way Last Ride inspired this book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like we learned from his Daredevil run, and like you learned before even then, like Chip Darsky really likes doing grave consequences type shit. <laughs> yeah, nigga, you better choose right or you're killing or, like the Telltale game, nigga. It's over. <laughs> the clip, this story is finished, nigga. <laughs> but not. 100%. Yeah, that's definitely what he does. Um, I got a little early preview. I can't talk much about this because, you know, uh, um, niggas be listening. But um, I read uh, uh, Ultimate uh, Black Panther, number one. Mm, um, shout out to Brian Edward Hill. Yeah, he did his thing with this. Did his thing with this. Um, a lot of the lore gets brought up. Uh, things are definitely changed. There's some things changed about your favorite characters and their relationship. Um, I will also say... Um, the protect the antagonist of this very surprising to me. I didn't think Black Panther would be beefing with another superhero. Is it Shuri? No, but it, it's 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 in the realm of Black Panther. But you would never think, oh shit, that does make sense. They should have an issue with each other. Um, but yeah, I, it's very good. A lot of the lore is switched up. Who's um, a Wakandan superhero who will have beef with the child? Oh shit! Is it gentle? No, it's not a Wakandan superhero, but it's a Marvel superhero that you were like, oh, they would have an issue with T'Challa. Like, it, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I it's two, the- Marvel, two Marvel heroes going together. All right, so like this is my last question, but like, is it Iron Man? Because that shit makes the most sense out of everybody. It's somebody who makes even more sense, and it's not Iron Man. Oh, I'm gonna text you about this all week. I'm yeah, so sorry. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty interesting because once I tell you, you're gonna be like, oh yeah. This that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's actually a really good book. I really like the design on T'Challa. They finally gave my man a crispy hairline. It isn't struggling. He got a solid, you know, look for him. The suit's a little gaudy for me, you know, it's very shiny, it's very like, you know, mm-hmm. you don't see it till the end of the issue anyway, but like it's a it's a it's a little extra. The art is cool, but it's a very good book. I like the politicalness of it, mm. and it's basically people telling T'Challa. <laughs> Nigga, I do not envy your job, nigga. <laughs> Just have fun with that. But uh, it's a very good book. Very good book. Check it out when it comes out. I think it comes out next month. You know, nigga, history month. They got to give us all the black books that month. 
<laughs> you know, all the Black History books at once. So I yeah, think that out. Uh, the most telling detail about this book, honestly and truly, is Hickman is now overseeing two big major overhauls or like um, new slates for Marvel with with Krakoa and now the Ultimate Universe. And both times, the number one black writer he decided to pick was Brian Edward Hill. Both yeah, times. I think he really respects him. And, you know, Brian delivers, man. He's a, a great writer, man. I'm happy shit. we had got a chance to chop it up with him that time. He should even remember our interview from him. I remember uh, he told us that, like, he, he after Batman and the Outsiders, he's not really he's not really trying to do a regular book again unless Marvel lets him cook. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless, like, like they, they back the fuck up out of the way. Wherever, not even just Marvel, DC or Marvel, if they if if they don't let him cook, he's not gonna do another ongoing. In a what a year and a half later, the brother gets announced for Ultimate Black Panther. Yeah, so on the on the show, he definitely was talking about like, yeah, I want to do more screenwriting than actual comic books, and here he is back writing comic books. So I wonder, I wonder what the shift was. Yeah, so Hickman must have a lot of respect in for him, but Hickman must have gone to bat for him. <laughs> To make that happen, and that makes me want to read this book even more. So, yeah, that's really shout, good. shout out to Brian Edward Hill. Um, yeah, that's all I have. That's all I have this week. I've been catching up with Beast World, okay. and like, I don't think it's. I don't think I, I think it's actually a good event, which is crazy because I usually don't give a fuck about people getting turned into beasts in the regular world type shit or <laughs> kaiju's invading type shit or whatever. Yeah, but. The number one thing I'm learning about this book, and apparently the rest of like all the DC comic fans are learning as well, is that the Titans ain't your daddy's Justice League. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, the Titans are no hoes. Um, they're very powerful. Like even like Beast Boy, you know, hit the evolution of his powers throughout like decades is like kind of crazy. You know, I think mm-hmm. he was just turned on, turned into Zuanos. Now he's turned into whole alien creatures and species. It was, which is really, he's basically Ben Ten at this point. You know. <laughs> so, it's pretty cool it's pretty cool to see i like not only are they powerful and like you would think like a team of quote-unquote b characters um would like get their ass up like they usually do in comic book movies or comic book uh, books where basically the mains are out and they need someone to step in right mm-hmm. uh but the titans are distinguishing themselves from destiny in the way that one they're mad powerful two they're extremely organized yeah. like yeah. They are. They don't do that. That fighting in the middle. They don't do that arguing in the middle of fights. Shit. They don't do that. Not talking to each other. Shit. Nah. They are a team. Well oiled. Battle trained and tested. And put it like this: If you read Godzilla versus the Justice League right now, right, you see shit like Supergirl having a staring contest with Godzilla or King Kong, right? That's how the Justice League solves shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. The Titans will walk up to you and be like, "Listen, man, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna give you the skinny jack, right? You can either talk to us about this shit, or we're going to send you and everybody you love packing, and then we're going to come to your planet, and then we're going to talk to talk to you about this shit. Which Absolutely. one you picking, my guy? Absolutely. And I think what really helps the Titans is that they have a leader, and they know and respect their leader. Like, there's one Nightwing is the leader. <laughs> We there, follow that week. There is no, there's no backup. There's no argument. There yeah. is no, no. I should be leader. Fuck that. Yeah. Follow and, what Nightwing says, bro. Another thing about Nightwing though is also is Nightwing fucks up. He'll be like, my bad, dog. Yeah, right. and he's a leader that listens to his his troops around him. You know what I mean? He'll take input for everybody. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Titans have proved, and DC as well has proved. That they really are invested because I, I really thought the first event that happens, the Justice oh, yeah. League is coming back. Absolutely. 
and we're damn near through the first event that happened, and the Justice League came back, yo. I do think they're coming back soon, though, because DC did announce that uh, for free comic book day, something big is happening in their book that they're giving out. So we'll see. I low key, I would be surprised if, or I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if they pay respect to the remember the Grant Morrison run thing we keep talking about when Nightwing came through and told a bunch of grown ass men to stop arguing like bitches. Like, yeah. I really think they go if they reform the Justice League, they will they will call Dick Grayson again and be like, yo. Do you want to leave the Justice League too, yo? Like, <laughs> make the shit official. Yeah. Um, I'd be really interested to see that, honestly and truly. Even though he's basically doing the same shit right now, but that's all I got for this week in comics for y'all. Um, are you ready to get a Fantastic Watch, brother? Yeah, let's jump in. So, Fantastic Watch this week, not a lot of stuff, but we have another, I don't know, confirmation, inkling, whatever you want to call it, that the cast is allegedly locked in. And the announcement is imminent. Generally, I wouldn't believe this shit because we got something like this before the strikes ended, and the strike's been all over for about three months now. We still ain't got shit. Um, but cousin Ebon Moss Bachrock from the Bear um, was recently asked about playing the thing in Fantastic Four from the rap. Um, and he said, quote, I can't confirm and I can't deny, dot dot dot. I think. Oh, and yes, that's him playing Koi, but also that's the closest thing we might get to a real fucking confirmation that that man is actually playing the thing. Dan, yeah. how are you feeling about this? Um, I think I I actually would be fine with him because I think his comedic timing is perfect, you know, for to be Ben Grimm. Uh-huh. Um, I've seen a lot of people complaining about like, oh, he's not short and stocky like the character. Like, uh, oh well, niggas. Fuck, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh well. Like, the nigga's funny, and I feel like he'd do a great job as the character, you know? It's. I feel like that's like the exact opposite of niggas being mad at Hugh Jackman for not being five two and playing Wolverine. Like, bro, he's the character. Just happens to be a foot taller. It happens. Also, I see niggas clouded Hugh Jackman this week, which I know y'all niggas ain't right. Y'all know that nigga he had issues, uh, because he just been he posted a workout video. He's super buff up top, but he has like meek male legs. You know what I mean? (laughs) So like, nigga, that's all he got to do, man. Don't leave that man alone. He's bad old play. Bro, he is 60 years old. How we know to work out like he's doing X-Men Origins Wolverine again. Give that man some space. Yo, niggas was going in on his legs, man. It was fucked up, man. But... Y'all mean as shit, man. Uh, yeah. uh, I think, man, just fucking announce it already. I don't even got no fucking words. I ain't got no anal- hashtag analysis. Um, I don't got no Magic Johnson tweets to say, man. Like, <laughs> just, just, just get this shit over with. Peyton. We got the closest thing we'll get to confirmation with Pedro with him backing out of uh, the Nevers or whatever the movie he backed out of a couple weeks ago. Um, Goddamn Vanessa Kirby, right? Yeah, Vanessa Kirby, yeah. Vanessa Kirby has been linked to being Sue Storm since goddamn spring. Yeah, forever. Or shit, might be last winter, honestly and truly. Um, It was a while ago. I know that. And I think I think Paul Mescal might still be the Human Torch, honestly and truly. So like, who gives a fuck, man? Just announce that shit now. Just put it out, brother. Just throw it out there, man. Um, Caught the great fun flex. Put it on the fucking camera. Oh uh, yeah, just put that shit out. Uh, we have nothing for Weapon X Watch this week besides some promo uh, pictures have been released for Deadpool three um, that shows the first I don't know the first official pictures of Wolverine suit. Um, so yeah, besides that, we got nothing else for y'all besides Jits Without Fear. 
and we'll be taking a quick break, and then we'll be getting to our Dits Without Fear segment with our guests, the Lewis Brothers, a.k.a. the Twins, from Breaking Bad, <laughs> Barb Chair <laughs> Scott, and Flo Zandolini. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you right in a back. minute. Yeah. All right. Welcome back to our Jits Without Fear segment once again here on the Black Variant. Um, we are joined by, I want to say, the Chicago equivalent of the twins from Breaking Bad, Scott and Joe <laughs> Lewis. How are y'all doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I came on here with the belief that I would be alone and Scott wouldn't be here. <laughs> so I'd like to renegotiate my contract. Nigga said, I got the yeah, I was- something the records. We lost the Nichols three sixty deal, Joe. You ain't going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chilling, man. Good, though. All right, good to hear from y'all boys, man. Yo, we got some uh, some breaking news happen today. We had some groundbreaking news happen today. Uh, I had a whole Daredevil part planned out, but fuck that. We get into the main event. We got conf- confirmation that Bullseye is returning for Daredevil season four. And this is this is the week. Yeah, yeah, this is this is the Basically. week after we got Foggy and Karen coming back confirmed. This is a, a couple days after uh, Vincent D'Onofrio confirmed that they they doing thirteen episodes. Fuck that eighteen episode bullshit. As our resident MCU, you know what I'm saying, correspondents, how are y'all feeling about this development? I am beyond elated. First of all, I just finished the Daredevil rewatch like this weekend of, of all three seasons, and. Daredevil was my second favorite MCU character after Tony Stark, obviously, R.I.P. Um, but I, I this was an amazing show that I feel like I like it's kind of like what you were saying, X. Like, I don't understand why it took them this long to get to this point. Like, as soon as you decided we're gonna bring Daredevil into the MCU when you had Matt Murdock being Spider-Man, uh, you know, what no way home, and then you brought um Vincent Nafield back for Hawkeye, it should have been, you know, common sense to just take the regular storyline and just bring it in basically just you know have some mcu ties you know the, reg- the original one had like very very small mcu ties like i think there's only like really three there's one like if you look in uh ben uh, york's office called? yeah ben york aka or karen's office you saw the uh two new new tapers, one from the battle of new york and also from the incredible hulk in Harlem yeah. thing. And then i even think foggy name dropped captain america like once but that was really the only things you got from this so that should have been like simple shit to me. The, they were gonna go with uh, I was I read that they were gonna kill off Foggy and Karen in the first episode, but first like episode, off screen, yeah. I'm like no, nothing's worse than that. We we don't want to see disrespectful. that. Mad disrespectful, <laughs> especially how season three ended in such a good manner. And then you also have some what they said it was gonna be more of a, of a uh, of a lawyer drama. I don't want to see that shit. I want to see fucking Daredevil <laughs> beat niggas up. You know what I'm saying? We ain't, ask, Ali McBill, nigga. We ain't ask for Sue Tell's Kitchen, nigga. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, we already got that with She-Hulk. Even I'm one of the few who actually enjoyed She-Hulk. I don't want to see that with Daredevil. So to get everybody confirmed, I am extremely happy about that. And I'm glad they're doing 13 episodes because it was going to be six to eight. I was I, I was going to lose it again because what they did with, <laughs> with, what they did with, with, with Secret Invasion Oh, man. Oh, I, I almost took Kevin. I almost took Kevin Feige off the "I will protect you" if a race war breaks out list. I almost. Took <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I feel bad Sam Jackson in that shit though, bro. Yeah, it, it was. It, it's nasty. So, uh, long story short, I, I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, no, I'm I I feel the exact same way. I my biggest concern, of course, was episode length, as you said, because narratives are narratives are interesting. I guess the standard streaming American show is typically ten episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I'm thinking, so, and sometimes that's a little short, 
but there's all if I'm thinking of maybe like I don't know if you all watch Korean dramas, probably not. But Korean dramas end up being 25 episodes. Yeah. And it's mm. like it's like this is too long. There's too much story being drawn. Even if it's like a, you know, there are superhero supernatural shows that are too long. But what I think 13 seems like a solid medium in between those two. Because you want your story to breathe. That's the mm. biggest thing. Mm. But you don't want it to be so mundane that I'm seeing unnecessary details that have nothing to do with it. And I, I think they're at a, a fine line because unfortunately, how many times has six episodes really worked excellently for them? Not that many. Oftentimes it's like uh, like Love Secret Wars really with is. maybe three. Yeah, like Secret Wars with 13 would have been, you know, Secret Invasion would have been fine. 13, yeah. you could actually do a solid story. Yeah. I say you need 13 two episode two seasons to get that done, but 13 mm-hmm. is still fine. Shorter than that is just too much, but yeah, maybe three times. Loki is one of the few that just it was perfectly done. Outside, it's a rarity. Yeah, so I'm Moon glad we a uh, bunch of them. And Moon Knight, I, I love Moon Knight, but I know it's trash. I don't know if you ever, if you ever dealt with that. <laughs> well, you love it. That. Moon Knight like is a- Andre Miller, basic game. That that's <laughs> <my name. laughs> that he worked. It's like when yeah. I watch, I can be think of something. If I'm watching freaking um Taken with Liam Neeson, it's trash, but. It is enjoyable enough for me to to uh, be cool with it, mm-hmm. and that's how I felt with you know with Moon Knight. But no, I'm I'm glad they let the show breathe, and especially because Daredevil, its narrative transcended the fact that it's a comic book, it's a comic book series, and I want them to do justice to the fact that you already have a foundation laid. It's not like you're making a new character. It's not like Echo where you're making this for the first time. There's there's already a foundation. Mm-hmm. All these actors, all these screenwriters have put in time and effort. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. You literally don't. You just yeah. And they brought back the showrunners. You know what I'm yeah, saying? All yeah. you need is the same showrunners, the same writers, especially those cinematographers. You already got the stunt coordinator back, which I'm I'm happy. You do not have to go far with this. And if you keep that formula, you're going to have a great series. I don't want to see freaking, you know, uh, if you remember what they did with Batman versus Superman when they drowned it out in bright colors and made it family friendly. No. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I want it dirty and gritty how it is. How do you guys feel yeah. about um a bullseye being added to the? Uh, oh, I, 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 I love, love it because the dude I I can't forget I'm, I'm missing Wilson out on the actor's name. Is yeah, one of the Wilson people who Bethel. have a naturally insane looking face, bro. Like, he yeah. plays <laughs> a crazy <laughs> white boy to a. It's like like Pin Pin Badgley, the dude from you, Joe from you. Yeah, yeah. they naturally him and Wilson Bethel naturally look insane. Yeah, He's perfect. Yeah. Remember when he was stalking Shorty uh, season three? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's literally yeah. perfect. Last, yeah, I think it was two days ago. I watched the episode where they the let one the final episode where they pulled up to Kingpin and Vanessa's wedding, and he had Julie in the seat next. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy white boy shit. I believed yeah. it. Like yep. season three of Daredevil don't get enough love, in my opinion. Yeah, like it, it was great, hundred percent. Um, then how do you feel about this historic? Can we call it a walk back? Everybody, like, can we call it a historic walk back? We were wrong. It's a it's a low key like I right, we was wilding, trying to make it eighteen, trying to put our own spin on it. It got right, you know what I mean. I think a little bit of that is just Disney being under the fire right now. Yeah, if you know, the Bob Father told the niggas chill out. The Bob yeah. Father told the niggas chill out. Like, <laughs> get it together, nigga. like you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. I know Feige wants to make everything a Feige joint, but like he's gonna have to like step back a little bit from his usual um stuff on this one. But now nah, I'm happy that everybody's coming back. Um. Only person I want to see back is Electra or some version of Electra. It doesn't even I love Electra. Hey, low key, she's the only but one they haven't called twice. yet. She died twice. 
Hey, she dies like five more times in the comics, bro. Bring that's her that's ass back. True. That's <laughs> true. If, if Matt Murdock survived that damn uh, building collapse and by the way, the defenders was ass. Oh, like, yeah. I, like, yeah. oh ass. Oh. The like, worst hallway I, fight. Bro, how much money does Sigourney Weaver need to take that role on, bro? Like she yeah, like yeah. 80%. She must really yeah, she really need the uh some bread that like I know. But here's the question I got for y'all. Do y'all think they're gonna bring back? I mean, I think Jessica Jones will shoot in to come back, but do you think mm-hmm. that they're gonna bring back Luke Cage? And I hope the guy they don't bring back Iron Fist, but do you think they're gonna bring back one of them? <laughs> Luke Cage <laughs> with the worst with the um, what was that? Uh, the, the dab, dab No, we saw that dab. He never recovered, dog. He never, you know, he never bounced back from that. He never bounced back. I would have been fine with that if they were like heating him in the actual show. Like, nigga, what was that? And I'm like, this yeah. is a great scene. Yeah. No, no, time in that show, you call you called him Courtney. He was like, man, you call him a black man Courtney? All right, man. Yeah. <laughs> you call me a nigga? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, bro. I see My, what we I'm, doing the, with I'm the hero of Harlem. My yeah. hot take is I love the Iron Fist actor. I just did. Yeah, he's you know? a good actor. The script was just terrible. Oh, the, the script was terrible, but I thought he played Iron Fist great. All right, I think so all like... three of them played on. Like Christian Christian Ritter is good as, as Jessica Jones, and I think I think Michael Coulter is good as Luke Cage. They just yeah. season one with Luke Cage was good, was, mainly because of Mahershala yes. and Alfred Woodard, mainly because of them. But Simone Miss at Missy Knight. Hey, yeah, then they had woman. then they. Season two, they had old boy from Godfather Harlem in there, and I was like, nah, what the fuck is this? Nigga Nick was in there fighting Beanie Man the whole season. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm cool. You wrong, dog. <laughs> um, to, nah. to, to your question about Iron Fist, Van, we was talking about that like an episode or two ago, and, we was, and I think you said that if they bring back Iron Fist, they should just recast them since there's a new one in the comics anyway now. Yeah, so in the comics, a lot of the the things they do in the comics now are just trying to align with the MCU or what they're going to do going forward in the MCU. So now there actually is an Asian Iron Fist that's actually, you know, beating niggas up now. So it's not a white man playing Iron Fist. So they actually might use that version in the series. And Luke Cage, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, he's a nigga in the Carhartt t-shirt fighting niggas. So it's like, <laughs> I guess, it's like, you can pick out anybody for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, I... It's not, and these are all easily replaceable characters. So I'm not, I think, well, obviously not Daredevil. I think he just did insane job. Everybody else, I'm fine. I wouldn't care if it got replaced, mm-hmm. but I will forever stay on the, the Iron I, I like the Iron Fist, the show. It wasn't yeah. good, but it was yeah, enjoyable dude, to me. Dude's a good actor. He played uh, old boy on Game of Thrones, too. Yeah, he was uh, Marjorie's brother. Oh, yeah, Marjorie's yes. brother. Yeah, yeah. Right. The one guy, right. the, uh, the, what the symbol carved in his hair right before Cersei blew that motherfucker to kingdom come. Didn't yeah, he have like yeah, long he, hair on Game of Thrones or something like that? Like a lot, like yeah. long curly hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he had long yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah. That's what he was with. Uh, what was his name? What, what Baratheon was he in? What, what Baratheon was he? Remy. Stan- no, I wasn't Stannis. Remy. It was uh, Remy. Remy. Yeah, Remy. It, Remy. He was the he was the gay one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not there's anything wrong with that. I was asking for clarification. To y'all point earlier about like it's it's so much more important than just bringing back the actors who played these characters. It's about bringing back the the showrunner, the it's writer. It's about the showrunner and the script, man. Yeah, the script, the script, yeah. the script. That's the biggest thing. As big of a fan as I am of the MCU, 2023 was like the Leap 1994 Bull season. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like they coming off a three peat. Like they still had Scottie Pippen. Scotty you know was hooping. Yeah. Scotty was hooping, got to the second round. And they hey, hey, Loki was hooping. 
Yeah, yeah, Loki was hooping. They could have got to the conference finals. Hooping, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Phil Jackson was, was uh, Sam Jackson. Yeah, you know exactly. <laughs> but they, they, they had way more duds than they had. Like, the only hits from 2023, even though I personally fuck with Quantum Mania, I won't call it a, a, a hit. The only hits oh, yeah, was no. Loki Season 2 and fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, uh, What If Season 2. Yeah, that what, is if, it. what if what right. was good? Mm. And yeah, animation, though. Animation, I, of course, I you know, uh, Van X, as you all know, DC has they've dominated that for a yeah, long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, and I mean, leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. Even when they missed, I was like, "That's not bad. That's not bad yeah. at all." I <laughs> yeah. think now uh, Marvel has finally not competing, but they're just they're getting they're dipping their toe in the water. But at the same time, I don't know that it's there's just something about animation that seems to get it done faster than live action. Maybe it's just live action the production of making it is harder. They I got season three ready already. <laughs> so I, I just I. So when I think about all oh, men, it's a hit and actually, you know, with things that got right. And also people tend to ignore animation for some reason. That for some reason, me and Scott will go to movies and people say, oh, man, what did this happen? And me and Scott were like, have you not watched this? Have you not watched that? Or if I'm watching uh, when I was watching The Flash and people are like, man, I wonder, you know, did they write this uh, this uh, for the show? And I was like, no, I'm like, it's a comic. Then it was a, t- a movie. Then it was an animated movie. So a lot of people just don't pay attention to it. So when I'm thinking of actual hits, I'm. My mind immediately goes just to Loki and Guardians, and it's yeah. super tied into what they're doing in the movies. Because even if you look at um, uh, Doctor Strange, like if you didn't watch the, the animated stuff, you didn't know what the fuck was going on. If movie. you didn't yeah. watch what if, you would have had no idea who the fuck Evil Strange was in Multiverse yeah. Madness. Yeah, at all. But I'm also somebody like when people be like, "Oh, we need to look for the, uh, you know, the people the who train. not heavily, yeah, you know, the people who not as heavily invested." So like the, you know, the the what's the word I'm looking for? The um. Well, somebody casual, the casual, casual watchers. Like, so from a business perspective, I get that. As a, as a Stone Cold fan, like, fuck them. They should have been watching the movies too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, yeah, that's like that's like coming in of Succession in the middle of season three. Be like, oh, who the fuck are the Roy's? Like, you gotta yeah. watch other shit. Who's you know Greg? What, what the fuck? Who's Greg? Like, I, I don't get this joke. You know what I'm saying? So the, I, I see both sides, but I think that in overall, this is kind of like a good direction to kind of you know get back. Into it, like this, you know, we're supposed to be hearing the whole Fantastic Forecast soon. You know, X Men Deadpool three. I feel like is the is the big, uh, you know, Joker that they have. They have to pull. That has to be great. You that, can't. That, I wanted to know how you guys one. felt about all the rumors and stuff surrounding it. Yeah, like with the Fox characters being in it. I mean, as long as it's not just a cameo fest, like Doctor Strange two oh, was, oh, like it has to make God, sense. No. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. we're gonna get the first teaser of that during the Super Bowl. Like that. That's what I think we're gonna, so, we gonna yeah. first see that. But. Yeah, yeah, that comes out but, middle so of they, year, they, like June, whatever. Come on, June. Yeah. So usually the teaser come out what four months or four or five months ahead of time. So yeah, I'm so guessing Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, I think that's going to be the one that restores the feeling for Marvel, honestly and truly. As much as I, I I'm not cool with Wolverine coming back, that's going to be the one everybody's gonna be like, man, what the fuck was we talking about last year? Like the MCU was back yeah. like shit. Yeah. Oh, 100. It, all it takes is like a couple, and the niggas gonna forget about what they're tweeting. It's it just, and also I think that Variety article really pissed Kevin Feige off. Like, oh, on word, nigga, watch oh, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I and I took that personally. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah I took the, that personally. One of the toughest thing with making any sort of medium or any form of media in any different medium is the fact that you have to try to stay sustain longevity. Mm-hmm. And what works for ten years doesn't mean it'll work for the next ten. Right. And that may be a hard thing for someone who has had as much success for him to get is that, oh, this won't work anymore. I have to do something differently. 
And part of that is you said, man, was, was get out of the way. Yeah. You know, not everything can be a Kevin Feige film or Kevin Feige joint. It, it, that's not everything can be that. And you had a great run. You know, it's like you did yeah, great historic. with that, yeah. you know, historic run when you created the universe. But if you understand how big this project is, if you care about it, you'll get out the way. And it doesn't mean you won't have your hands on it. You still will. But there are other people who have just as much to contribute. I think it like if anybody who watches American Dad or Family Guy, one of the Seth MacFarlane on projects, he was a part of Family Guy for a very long time. Then he said, you know what? I have nothing else to contribute. And he right. stepped back with American Dad. That ain't been him ever. And he stepped back and allowed people within his sphere to control to make different storylines. Like I couldn't imagine if I was writing The Simpsons for thirty something years. I don't have thirty years of storylines with yeah, me. no one does, right? <laughs> but I'm sure if I let other people in, we could sustain it almost indefinitely. Same so thing I, that's going on with Rick and Morty. Exactly. You know, especially with when he, what are you like a nasty man too? The nigga who made yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm first of all, I'm glad he ain't in it. But I, I think <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm happy that Feige's stepping back so he can allow other people to contribute. To to your point about that, honestly, um, it was reported years ago that my, Kevin Feige has personal beef with Jeff Loeb, and Jeff Loeb was the head of Marvel TV before Kevin Feige took that shit over, and Jeff Loeb was the executive producer for Daredevil. Yeah. Um, so I think him basically now acknowledging that everything that happened in Netflix shows as canon is basically him finally taking that step back, even if he got acknowledged somebody he got active beef with. Because yeah. that shit don't die with Kevin Feige. No, it don't. I'm going to give a comparison too. where I feel about this, this everything going on Marvel. To me, this kind of reminds me of when the WWE got the WCW stars. You know what I'm saying? Like they the got invasion. a couple of them. Yeah, not even, not even, not, not even a storyline, but just like when they bought WCW in general, and they uh -huh. slowly started to filter in. Like first, first you got the B level joints, like the Booker T's, and you know guys like that. But then, like Scott a year Steiner. or two later, Scott Steiner, <laughs> Kevin mm. Nash, Goldberg. So Hulk I feel Hogan. like they, yeah, so like they finally got their big guns back. They started it with the B level. Like we love Iron Man and Captain America, but them niggas was the bench players. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was like building a roster around. Who even Hachimura? I know it sounds fucked up, but you, you know what I'm saying. It's not AD and LeBron. Now you got Fantastic Four, you got the X Men, you got Daredevil, and then and and Spider Man is on is on Disney Plus now. You know yeah. they're doing a Spider Man animated series. So now I think it's all about trying to circle it to where it makes sense. And like you have so many, but still have it make sense. I feel like a lot of people like well these post credits don't connect, which they do, but they just don't connect the way they used to last time because there's more projects. Mm -hmm. So it takes longer. And, you know, and since we have, and this is their fault too, they gave us way too much content, like from 2021 to like last year. Yeah, it, it, it was ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Like they overloaded with us. They just got to go slower. And I like that we only getting one movie this year. I, I yeah. like that. And we getting a couple other uh, series and just try to bring that trust back. And everybody talking shit. Soon as that fucking Avengers movie drops, that's it. Niggas gonna be right in there. Niggas <laughs> is gonna be in there. You know what I'm saying? That's just really uh, what it's yeah. all about. Uh yeah. Oh man. So uh, while I got you guys here, have you guys seen Echo? Have you guys checked that out? Yes, yeah, I saw it. Um, it was cool. It was yeah. cool. I, that's, that's how I felt, how I felt cool. too. Like it wasn't bad. Like I gotta watch it again. You know what I'm saying? Like it was cool. This is my this is my my issue with it. First of all, there was no reason for it to be TVMA. That was a 100 marketing ploy for us to watch it. The most violence you saw in there was in the goddamn trailer. 
So that 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 was number one. Number two, they pump faked us like this was gonna be set in New York. I didn't know this was on the set of where the Oklahoma City Thunder practice. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that that's where the main story was gonna be. Reservation on it. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying? Like it was cool. I enjoyed it. There was things I enjoyed about it. The Daredevil scene was amazing. And let's me know that when they do these fight scenes, they're two for two in Daredevil fight scenes. The fight scene on She-Hulk was amazing, and this and this fight scene was great. So I know I, I feel good about that. Vince D'Onofrio was Vince D'Onofrio. I'm going to give him a pass for that <laughs> shitty Kevin Hart movie he did. I don't know what the financial situation is looking like, but everything else, it was good. I, I personally don't care to see her again in, in the MCU. I right. know we will, but I, I, I it was cool to me. I I, I didn't, you know, I could have watched it over a week over a week process, but I actually kind of thought I might have been angrier. It was a good decision to drop it in one time. Yeah. It's you know, because of the fact that I gotta wait for this. Um, as a it's a cool little narrative, and I I was more happy with the fact that there was a large indigenous population involved in the production of it, yeah, because it didn't feel mm-hmm. like oh, here we go, some white folks telling the story, it was them telling their story mm-hmm. and allowing their what they wanted to say and, and breathe. And I thought that was dope, and I thought the integration of uh, the indigenous gods being involved in their creation narrative being involved in it was dope. And mm-hmm. I love that. The story itself was just cool. Like yeah. If this would have been a, a show that was not connected to Marvel and it's the introduction of a uh, indigenous superhero, I'm like, oh, that's not a bad show. I'm, you know, I, I want to see what's next. Maybe they'll, I'll say, maybe they'll approve next season. That would be my immediate thoughts. It was cool. You know, the Daredevil scene was, was hard because it was yeah. like, oh, shit, grab the burner, nigga. This nigga too cold. <laughs> he, that, he had on that, his regular fit. He didn't have the yellow one. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? The coldest yeah. part was... They took that it. bullshit off. I'm glad they... Yeah, that yellow suit was terrible. Oh. Yeah. I, I, that the the best part about that was her grabbing a shotgun. Like, oh, no, I can't do this. Like, that that was <laughs> that, that had me crying. This is Denafrio is... He could do that in his sleep. You know, yeah. and yeah. I'm I'm glad he was a, a part of it. So it was it was smooth. It was my my best thing to say. It was smooth. It, it's two two things. I also want to say like the mother of uh not no, the auntie of uh no the grandmother of Maya. You got she you. was also in Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, she was. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, that that was cool to see that. But it was also the, if there's if there's anything you took from this series, one I wonder what the fuck happened to Wilson Fisk doing the snap because obviously he was alive in 2021, so he yeah. wasn't snapped. So I want to know that I want to know how he got out of jail from season three of Daredevil. So that's something I won't answer it on there. But the the post credit, whatever you feel about the show, the post credit sets it off that we're gonna get Mayor Kingpin and, and Daredevil born again. And knowing that uh, Frank Castle's gonna be in there, I'm 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 very excited about that. Yeah, this leads into like our, our last kind of uh, question is like. How do you? What do you guys think this is heading with Fist and Daredevil? You think it's head, heading towards the Mayor Fist, Devil's Reign kind of thing, where it's like superheroes, street level superheroes versus whoever Fist brings with them? Yeah, I think that's what's gonna be. I think I think Spider Man's gonna get involved, not in this particular series, but I think long term because mm-hmm. they're you know they're about to start start you know working on Spider Man Four, even though they're real secretive about it. Uh, but I found something interesting when they were doing the Echo Red Carpet out here. Mm-hmm. And they asked Vincent D'Onofrio, like, you know, you know, what, what would you like to fight Spider-Man? He just did the evil kingpin laugh, and he said, just wait and see. No, that no. tells me that nigga's probably going to be somewhat right. involved yeah. in Spider-Man 4. You know what I'm saying? I want to see him, and we already saw Matt Murdock in the last Spider-Man movie. So mm-hmm. I feel like, and they also said, I think Brad Winderbaum said that he's going to be the Thanos of the street-level MCU. So I really think you're going to see this get built up. I'm just, the only thing I'm worried about is they, is they got to do Punisher right. 
Like you yeah. don't need blood and guts for 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 Daredevil, but for Punisher, you got to do that. And I'm also worried about like this is still the the house of the mouse. Mm, like, right, right, right. Punisher is a very <laughs> controversial character, so that's the only thing I'm worried about. Not really with the Daredevil show, but if they do decide to do a Punisher season three, how would that go? So that that's the only thing I'll probably be nervous about. But besides that, they they got me in all the way in for it. To further the point you just made, yo, like with the, the level of violence to Echo, right? The level of violence to Echo was like the level of violence you would see in an episode of Law and Order SVU. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Like, yeah. like it was it wasn't like it was violent. Yeah, it was a little bloody. It wasn't gory at all, but it, it was, was PG thirteen. Exactly. Daredevil, what we were used to, the level of violence was basically TVMA bloody, but not gory. Like the goriest yeah. shit you saw on Daredevil was uh the man impale himself on the spike in season one. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. And the head coming yeah. off and um King That's King. that's every episode of, of Punisher. Yeah, and yeah. Pun <laughs> and Punisher, yo, you see niggas body parts strewn throughout the <laughs> throughout the warehouse when he in a in a regular ass episode. We're not talking season opener, we're not talking season finale, we talking 35 minute mark of episode six type shit. You know season I mean? season two, episode one. This nigga clears out a bar in the middle of Michigan by himself with a little white girl. And, and on top of that, it can, it's done broad daylight too. When the niggas was following him in that bar, he walked yeah. up, you looking for me, huh? And then he just like <laughs> murders all of them in one sitting. Like I, I don't want like the, the idea that it was Law and Order SVU type violence is hilarious. Yeah. Niggas, <laughs> niggas get shot clean in the head on yeah. Law and Order. It's very common. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, and on top of that, it's not that people. Some people who are on the outside look at Punisher's violence as just gratuitous for no reason. But this violence is a part of his trauma. It's a yeah. part of his story. It is the environment that he lives in. So the, the violence is not just a set piece. It is a character. And if you take away that, you're handicapping his character. And that's just stupid. If you keep that in there, then you're doing justice to his character. It's like taking the violence out of freaking Blade. I don't want to yeah. see that. I don't want to see a Blade where he's about to stab somebody and it's off scene. Like, I don't want that. I yeah. want to see the nigga get stabbed immediately. I'm very happy Mahershala said, chill the fuck out. I'm a two-time Oscar winner. We rewriting this script, nigga. Yeah, we getting this I'm together. Not, I'm not good. Now, I got two two, two uh, very On a side small. note, Sony, please don't release Madam Web. I know this is unrelated. Brother, we're two weeks away, brother. God, I, am, I, am, I do not want that. Brother, Sorry, you're going to be tweeting about them Sydney Sweeney tweets in hey, three I weeks. Love, so. I love Sydney Sweeney. Okay, now. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> on a win streak right now. She's did a hundred million for a rom-com. True rom-coms are back. She Damn. does not need this shit to bring her brand down. But <laughs> there's, there's two small characters in the Daredevil verse that I want to know if they're going to bring back. One, I need justice for Detective Mahoney. Bring my man back. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> are, are we getting Madani back? Let me tell you something, Madani. I liked it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Are we getting them back? That's, that's what I want to know. Are we going to see I, them random niggas come back? Hey, man. Only people I need back is we got to bring back Missy Knight. You yep. know what I mean? So she's oh, yeah. We got to bring back Rosario. Like, let's do oh, it. Oh, 100%. Know? Yeah, but Rosario. Oh, no. yeah. Rosario had me wearing koofies, too. I definitely, I, I definitely 100%. Like, you hey, got to bring her back. I would have been like, oh, 2001 Sean Carter, man. <laughs> <laughs> Rosario, man. <laughs> niggas forget about that. Niggas can't go with the S dots. All of us with Rosario Dawson. Like, prime uh -huh. Rosario Dawson, too. Yeah, don't forget. You know, Men in Black 2. Well, Men in Black 1 or 2 of Rosario Dawson. It, oh, like, baby. Yeah, it's your two. boy Hope. <laughs> <laughs> it was on TRL and shit together. I, I remember. I yeah. remember, brother. You know what I mean? But yeah, man. No, we we appreciate you guys coming through, man. It's really it's always an honor to pod with you guys, especially hey, on man. short notice. 
Hey, no doubt, bro. Glad we can come on. I'm always down to speak the good word of the MCU. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you guys. We're going to continue on with this episode. But, hey, Barber Shea, you guys want to plug anything real quick? I'm not going to hold you every Monday and Friday on Barbershop Network and H&B Media. Uh, On Friday, we'll be talking about the fate of the black community on the line with Lamar Jackson and (laughs) Patrick Mahomes. Contrary to popular belief, I am not upset about this matchup. So if you watch the show, you know what that means. (laughs) The black quarterback Yeah. (laughs) Nah, yeah. Flo's Andalini on Twitter. The man's the Hallows on Twitter. Same old, same old. Hey, we appreciate you guys. We're going to check it back in with y'all later, man. Oh, All make right, sure to tap in when Flows is on Shocker Confessions later this month as well. Also, yeah. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. Peace. All right, peace. See you.